everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm Kevin Costner. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't right, think I'm that's John. accurate. <laughs> I know Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner is a friend of mine, and you are not Kevin Costner. <laughs> There's got to be more than one Kevin Costner in the world. There does have to be more than one. That's true. So it's possible. But you're still not one of them. I am not. I am not. No, I'm John. <laughs> but this is Coffee and Capes, our yes. podcast about two of our favorite things, drinking coffee and talking about geek culture. Yes. And pleading with Kevin Costner to please listen to our show. <laughs> the announcement was made about the, the next season of Yellowstone this week. So he's like really forefront in the mind. Like if you guys haven't. So good. Such, have you have you enjoyed watching? We it yet? have not started watching that. It's in our it's in our imaginary queue. Yeah, it's not for the kids. Right. Yeah. They don't. They're they're never around when we're watching TV. That they're doing their own thing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we want to get started with that. It just we got like three other things to get through first. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but we're actually not here to talk about Yellowstone. We are not here to no. talk about Yellowstone. Nor are we here to talk about Kevin Costner. At least not today. No, not today. But what are we? We we are glad that you found us and that you're here. Uh, and whichever manner you found us, thanks. But mm -hmm. let's uh, let's remind everybody how all the different ways they can find us and connect with us because we like yeah. how people connect with us. So we're on uh, three social channels. We're on Instagram at coffee underscore the letter N underscore capes. We also have a uh, Instagram page that's just really focused on comic books, and that's coffee dot N dot capes. So you follow us on both pages. Um, we do, sometimes we talk about the same thing. Sometimes we talk about different. Um, John, that's confusing. That's okay. It's fine. And then we're on Facebook, right? So we're on Facebook and we're on uh, the Twitter, which uh, apparently Elon Musk is trying to buy, but that's a different conversation for a very different time. Yeah. Um, and then of course, guys, you if you're watching us, you found us on YouTube. I don't think I... YouTube counts as a social media channel i mean it kind of i don't does. know i don't know i don't know in the whole lexicon of all of it i don't know if it counts as social media or if it like really is its own entity just youtube um i feel like youtube was the precursor for tiktok yeah i would i would say so right? i mean yeah there was literally a thing that existed before tiktok the tiktok bot that i forget what it was called now snapchat was it snapchat no snapchat's still its own thing is it yeah it was its own it was like a it was a music sort of music video thing i forget clearly we are not up yeah. to date my on daughter that. liked it and then it went away and then it came back as tiktok and now everybody is on tiktok except us we are not on tiktok because we are too old we have been banned from tiktok for being too old yeah and too unhip yeah it's just the way it goes um and then, of course, you can find us on our website, coffee, the letter N, the word capes, so uh, .com. John, and, do we sell capes at coffeeandcapes.com? I mean, we'll, we might send you a cape if you ask. We sent the Genre Geeks guy a cape. Um, by the way, give those guys a listen to as well. But we do sell coffee there and coffee mugs and... and Speaking of coffee, Dave, 
What are you drinking today, buddy? Some coffee mugs. Uh, I am still enjoying some of the Trinity today. Nice. So just so everybody knows, the Trinity is uh, our medium roast that is a single origin, and it's we roast it light, medium, and dark. So you get all the amazing flavors in one cup of coffee. It's pretty epic. It's really, really uh, good. Yeah, pretty epic. I believe I'm drinking espresso. I think. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure we have a lot of coffee around the house. Sure. Yeah. Uh, understandably. It's, right. It, if, unless you label it, you might forget which one's which. Right. And you just pour it into the grinder and it sits there and then you, you know, toss the bag and sometimes yeah. you just forget. But uh, we do realize that some of you coffee purists out there might recoil at the name Espresso, <laughs> <laughs> but we are comic book themed uh, in our coffees. So it makes sense. It is an espresso roast. It is super tasty, really dark. I love dark coffees, although I'm a huge fan of Trinity um, and the Trinity. So Trinity <laughs> from the Matrix uh, and then the Trinity roast. Not so much the latest Matrix movie that we've talked about that one. We before. have talked about that. In fact, we did a whole a whole podcast episode on that one. You can go back we and find did. it. We have an entire back catalog, guys. So, you know, while you're waiting for week to week, if you just can't get enough of coffee and capes, as you're sitting there sipping your favorite coffee from us with a Ladybird Provisions coffee bomb or dry bomb in there. Which is always a good way welcome, to drink it. Right? Yeah. Uh, you're welcome, Nicole and Sarah. You know, guys, and you need something to listen to, you just go back through the back catalog. I think somewhere around episode six to eight, we finally got microphones. We so, sound much better starting then. Yeah, it, we actually do. And then I don't know, somewhere around 10, we got our epic intro music and out music. So, which I love. It's so great. It's a we lot of a fun. Good job with that. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, enough patting ourselves on the back. The... That's not why you called. <laughs> no, that is not why you called. And guys, you can send us an email at supers, S-U-P-E-R-S, at coffee, letter N, capes.com. And there you go, Dave. Excellent. All right. Well, I have some fan fiction for us today. Lay it on us. And that is from our friend, Kathy. Hi, Kathy, who uh, is a fan and has been catching up on some episodes. She's been doing just what you said. She's been listening to some back episodes. Uh, And she is a science teacher, a middle school science teacher in real life. Um, So, yeah, exactly. So she's a hero. She's a real life hero. (laughs) Yeah. Teaching Uh, kids science. Yes. And she was listening to the Morbius episode. Like you do. Yes. Uh, She did not see the movie, but she was curious about uh, what we thought about it. And you might recall in that episode, we uh, were wondering about how the, like, in that movie, there's a couple of scenes where the vampire bats, bats. Yeah, the piranha bats. Yeah, exactly. The, the vampire bats seem to act like piranhas and just, like, yep. devour everything in their path. And I believe that we were wondering if that was real. And, yeah. uh, and here's what she wrote me about that. She says, I feel compelled to tell you that the whole vampire bat thing sounds wrong. Vampire bats sneak up on sleeping prey. Okay, that part sounds creepy. And uh, and they make a small incision with their teeth. Their saliva has anticoagulants, which I believe is what the whole premise of the using yep. them was about. 
and that keeps the blood from clotting for about 20 minutes while they lap up blood. They fly away. The animal is fine, but has a cut. You could probably argue that mosquitoes are more ha- harmful. Oh. Oh, and they typically go after cows and birds. So, kids, the important takeaway from this is there are piranha mosquitoes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And Morbius would have been more believable if they would have turned it into piranha mosquitoes and changed him into some variant of the fly. Would have been super creepy, too. Even more creepy than the vampire, I think. Right. Do you remember the fly with Jeff Goldblum? Of course I do. It's yes. So good. So, so good. good. But like that part of the, like his look at the end. I mean, even adjusting for what late eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Late eighties. Uh, um, special effects. Oh my goodness! Did he look just? And then we got like the, the fly too. Essentially, the son of the fly. Yeah, I. I'm pretty sure I saw it. I have zero recollection and I don't want to remember it. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was terrible. Yeah, it's like all the movies of the 80s, they tried to do sequels for it just, except for weirdly enough, you know, every now and then you had like lethal weapons that showed up and had (laughs) like a great sequel. Uh Um, Predator did not get a good sequel. Caddyshack 2 shouldn't exist. No, as a matter of fact, I forgot it shouldn't exist. I know. What's that? Ghostbusters 2 shouldn't exist. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, Mm. I enjoy Ghostbusters 2. Like, Ghostbusters 1 is obviously infinitely more fun, and Ghostbusters 2 pales in comparison. But if I'm just looking, like, I don't feel good, and I'm sitting on the couch, I will happily watch both Ghostbusters. Well, actually, now I'll watch Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, the all women ghostbusters which is highly underrated yeah i did like opinion. that yeah yeah and the new ghostbusters afterlife I which still i never thought saw was... that i need to you haven't seen that yet i know i missed that one dude you should watch it. it it's so like there's a lot of nostalgia in there it's very heartwarming um of course paul rudd's in it and paul rudd's great yeah that's true but that, like the trailer did not make it seem like that would be the movie you were getting at all but it is. Yeah, I it is. I need like, to see it. I just uh, I think we own it. I think I bought like the Ghostbusters pack that has like all those movies okay. because I just enjoy all of them. I really do. Um, but you're not. <laughs> we're not here to talk about Ghostbusters today. Clearly, look at our backgrounds. <laughs> There's no Ghostbusting happening here. No Ghostbusters whatsoever. Uh, what are we talking about today, John? Today, we're talking about Star Trek. What? Uh, episode 34. 34, right? I believe that's correct. Crazy to think we're on episode 34. Um, and we figured it was time to do our obligatory Star Trek, especially with Paramount Plus um, revitalizing, it feels like, Star Trek in general with all the new shows that they've put out. And so we thought, why not? Why not? It's Dave's got the the uh deep space nine which we'll talk about right clearly this is from my background if you can see it with anson mount's epic hair by the way that is some epic epic hair now does he get to speak in this role yes he speaks in this role nobody's head explodes uh if you don't get that reference go watch dr strange multiverse of madness um 
but this is from my background is from Strange New Worlds, which is a new show that just launched on Paramount Plus. I want to say two weeks ago. This would oh. be the third week. Yeah, I think super this new. is the third week. Yeah, super, super new. But I mean, Paramount Plus has so many uh, Star Trek shows now. Picard, which has gotten rave reviews. They have an animated one, Lower Decks, which hilarious. Um, and then Prodigy, which is another animated uh, Star Trek show. And then Star Trek Discovery. So really, like... It is a lot. And there's, I believe, if I've heard correctly, uh, Chris Pine and company are doing another Star Trek movie. Okay. So that's a lot. And actually, let's do, before we get into all of that, let's back up a little bit and maybe maybe talk a little bit. Let's back up a lot of it. Yeah, let's talk. Let's back up a couple of decades um, (laughs) or multiple. Yeah. Three or four decades. And go back to the beginning um if not the beginning just like what's we're gonna talk about the 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 paramount plus stuff but um john has seen some of it and i have not so we're gonna we're gonna kind of do that a little differently um in a few minutes but first let's just maybe talk about what what first got you into star trek and and like what what that was like as the as the the universe the star trek universe expanded um and for a while they're expanded exponentially yeah right it went it went kind of crazy so we we um both dave and i are old enough dear listeners (laughs) to remember the original run of star trek although neither of us were Uh, alive for the original run but it was right neither one of us yeah when was on like original original was like mid 60s check it out i'm looking take a look i'm looking Um, i don't I don't know that was it really mid sixties. I think it was like I don't 66. Think... No. Really? That doesn't seem right. Goodness. Possibly. I cannot type today. Yeah, 66 okay. TV series. 66. Okay. So 66 there you go. to 68. Like, so that is the original. Well before we were born by several years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. A few it was... a few years before we were born. It was already on. I don't know. I don't know if it was on. What do you what you what you called it back in the seventies? Syndication. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like it was on f- relatively regularly or frequently. I remember it weekly. Okay. It could be. I, well I swear I remember it weekly. And and to be old enough to remember it weekly, it has to have been running for an extended period of time. Um, and I almost want to say. Like it ran from 66 to 68 and then it did it come back at some point and they ran newer episodes. Uh, maybe, I, maybe it was just I, so prominent. On I don't think so. I think it was just rerun. Uh, that it, yeah, like, I think it just was rerun everywhere. <clears throat> reruns. Yeah, That's it, a, it, now there's an anachronism. I don't think shows don't do reruns anymore. Do they? No, uh-uh, I don't think so. I don't think we've seen rerun since rerun. Um, <laughs> Okay. If you know that reference, you're old. Uh, so I remember being a kid, right? And and we were in kind of this. We got Star Wars in '77. Yeah. Right? Oh, here we go. Yeah. There was an animated series, there was a Star Trek animated series in '73 to '74. I remember that. I do remember that. Um, 
so we had right we had uh star wars shows up and rocks everybody's world in 1977 right um then we had buck rogers as we've as we've talked about before right, right? which was a big hit and favorite with uh, sci-fi community. <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody else. And it, myself, I like, I still I, like that was epic. Uh, we had Battlestar Galactica, the original Battlestar yeah. Galactica. Right. So there was there was kind of like there was like some, the other one that like Space Twenty Ninety Nine or something. Yeah. Do you remember that one? It had like the like the really big ship that it, it sort of looked like gr steel graters on the outside, like with a lot of mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. I'm I remember. Sure I, I know a, what you're talking about. It was very short lived. For that. Yes. Oh, for sure. But it was in which that was same common time. with, yeah, which was common with sci-fi back then on TV. I think because the production cost for sci-fi on TV far outstripped like what their return value was. Sure, and the 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 effects, whatever their effects budget was, it wasn't enough because they all looked super cheap. Right. I mean, if you go back and you watch the original Star Trek, like the very very original Star Trek, um those sets are <laughs> i mean you look at sure. it and you're like yeah that's pretty cheese ball right right yeah but all those rocks are I, fake <laughs> all, yeah all the rocks are fake all the like boards in the enterprise that had lights on oh, them yeah, were literally right. like cardboard with just little lights behind them yeah um i think the captain's chair was made out of cardboard or wood <laughs> i don't know there was i've read some stuff about it once but it spawned right gene roddenberry and, and star trek spawned a massive following for sure people fell in love with star trek uh literally like fell in love with star trek and then yeah. i i remember watching it as a kid and being like whoa and you had klingons and you had romulans and you had vulcans right and um all and captain kirk hit on anything and everything, everything didn't matter what yeah. color if it's skin or if it had antenna or not like captain kirk captain kirk had space stds for sure but <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is the future i'm sure mccoy was like don't worry jim i'll give you another shot <laughs> thanks bones um and kirk was like it's the future don't we have something better than a shot <laughs> right uh and William Shatner was so cheesy. But so it was so great. Right? His, I don't, his, I, I don't have a William Shatner. I don't have a William Shatner impression, but just that whole. It was at like best, at best I could do. Like in awesome. my mind, I'm thinking of I'm doing an imitation of um, uh, Kevin Pollack imitating <laughs> Shatner. Kevin, Pollack Kevin, imitating, Kevin Pollack's great at imitations, too. Because uh, Christopher Walken is like, oh, top notch. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we had, we had Captain Kirk and, and, uh, Leonard Nimoy, right. And Will Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, all, all those guys. And that's when we discovered if you wore a red shirt, <laughs> right. And went on an away mission, you, you probably weren't were coming, coming home. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ensign Williams. Yes, sir. You're coming on the away mission. Fuck. <laughs> Give this letter to my family. Right. <laughs> Dude, you can come back nobody's ever come back <laughs> get a different shirt man <laughs> yeah go from go from red shirt security and like join medical anything any other color shirt it doesn't matter yeah <laughs>
Make but, me an engineer. You don't know. You failed math and science. I don't care. <laughs> Make me an engineer. Uh, we had Scotty. Scotty was great. Like it, it just, you know, you had Sulu, like uh, George Takai. And, you know, it was truly like an epic group. Uhura? Like, uh, you Uhura? know, wasn't, didn't Shatner and Ohura have uh, um, the first on screen biracial? Between, like, yeah, biracial yeah. kiss. Yeah, there was that was a big barrier breaker uh, yeah. as far as the show went. Like you think about 1966 and 1968, there was a lot there um, that really kind of kicked some barriers around. Michelle Nichols, terms, by the way, I, I was blanking okay. on her name for a second. Yeah. In, in terms of diversity, right? Oh, right. for sure. And that was a whole. Yeah. Show, that's what the show was about. It was about being living in a pluralistic society that. Right. In, in that way, embodies the best of what geek culture is about, which is, as we say all the time, that everybody belongs. Yeah. And we discovered old new worlds, mosquitoes, <laughs> old, whole new world. I mean, it was, it was a great show. And as a kid, yeah. Right. You were just like, whoa, space on TV. Yeah. You know, and then Star Wars kind of blew the doors off of it. And then it kind of went away for a little while. It did. It went away for all. Uh, I want to say a long while. Yeah, I mean a uh, decade, basically. Yeah, but in the meantime, there were some dedicated fans. Sure, we got Trekkies. Yeah, when you think about early sci-fi conventions, mm -hmm. they were Trekkie conventions. That's what I remember the, the reporting about them being like. Uh, there were Trekkies. It wasn't just like, like I don't remember hearing about comic conventions like we hear now where it's right. a little bit of everything. It was yeah. just Star Trek conventions and Trekkies. And I feel like that's where our first cosplay folks came from. Were That's Star certainly Trek the first I was aware of them. Yeah. yeah. They, they made full uniforms and made themselves ears and learned to, whole learned nine, to speak like, Klingon and like translated books into Klingon. I swear I've heard that somebody like was working on a Klingon version of the Bible. Like, right. Just, so it's what? It, like people fell in love and then to your point it went away forever and then we got next generation well first we got the movies oh that's right yeah well yeah that's a good point we got this the first star trek movie which have you ever watched that one of course but probably not for 30 years yeah i i don't think I've i think seen it came it. out in 79 like that one it wasn't it wasn't all that good it Remember, was, there was the thing about the movies where all the odd numbered ones were meh at best, and all the even number ones were really pretty good. Right. And I remember, so this is back when you rented VCRs <laughs> and rented the tapes to go with them. Yes. Right. And my dad and mom brought home the Star Trek movie, and my dad was super excited to watch it. Uh, I don't think my mom was quite as much. I was super excited to watch it. And to this day, I remember how weird that movie got towards the end. Yeah, to be honest, I don't remember much about the, the original one. Now, two, Wrath of Khan, I've seen that multiple, multiple times, and, and it, a lot of that sticks with me. Is that James Montablon as Khan? Uh, Ricardo, Ricardo Montablon. Ricardo. Ricardo, I'm thinking James Kirk and right. Ricardo Montalban. I'm just mashing people together. Um, I remember that one 
for the little brain worms that they stuck oh in my gosh ears early on like it was so creepy right out of the gate oh that would just wig yeah that just wigged me out right out of the gate in that movie me for too. sure yeah uh stick it in the, the helmet and put the helmet on and you're just screaming because the thing's in your head oh yeah and uh you know poor Chekhov, like everybody yeah. but man was that an epic epic movie it really was so good, good. doesn't isn't yeah. that the one spock dies in that one right is spock that yeah because yeah, the next the third, one is isn't the third one the search for spock yeah the third one is the search for spock yeah and he does the whole like i am and always and will, will be, be your friend. your friend yeah it's just epic but what a heart-wrenching moment that was totally right and then, of and course, like all good sci-fi TV, they brought him back right away. Right. And, and we didn't know until decades later that those two people didn't really care for each other. <laughs> they didn't get along. Um, right. It, but, yeah, that was. And then, yeah, we got the search for Spock after that. Which was weird and mostly forgettable. Was that the whale one? No, the whale one was four. Undiscovered four? country. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. The voyage Where they home. discovered how to go back in time. time and and they, yeah, yeah those funny moments yeah. where Scotty's trying to talk to the computer and and because Alexa wasn't a thing yet, like he couldn't talk to the computer. Right? Alexa wasn't a thing. He was like trying to talk to it. It didn't respond. Um, I mean, that was 86. We barely had, you know, we barely had PCs then. Yeah. I mean, we did, but... I, and I mean, you look at like they were all floppy some of the stuff. Yeah, some of the stuff that they brought to life in terms of like you know transporters and warp speed and phasers and stun guns and computers you talked to and uh, replicators that made your food for you. Yeah, like, there was a lot of brilliant imagination that went into the original Star Trek. Lots of it. Um, Somehow Same we still don't the, have any of those things other than talking yeah, computers. I was going to say, yeah, talking computers. Um, but we don't have the teleporters yet. And uh, I personally will not be stepping up to be the first person to try and be <laughs> teleported because that's how we got the fly. The fly, which we're not yeah. right, yeah, exactly right back to fly. Bring that yeah. one full circle. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but, then, but then, you know, as we, as we waded through movies that continued to make money but were starting to get mediocre and a little little off is when we got a whole new show yeah next generation on... debuted in 87 according to imdb so there you go right after uh after uh number four right yep we got uh picard and number one yeah and it special effects were infinitely better <laughs> yes right and a very and, different character in the captain in captain yeah Picard. yeah much more uh so captain kirk was definitely a swashbuckler yes right like almost pirate-esque he wasn't a good diplomat that's for sure right um and he he was not like he got in fights all the time. His shirt got ripped in half regularly until I think he started to put on weight. Yeah. And then they were like, we're not doing that anymore. 
Um, he started to fill the shirt out a little differently mm-hmm. in his uniform, mm-hmm. right? But then we got, you know, then we got uh, Captain Picard, and we've talked about this in prior episodes, who was much more a diplomat and much more strategic. And his crew was very different as well. Like we got our first Klingon on board a Federation ship. Right. And they completely upgraded the look of the Klingon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the special effects and the makeup and such. Yes. It went from like some kind of suction cup thing that they just <laughs> put here. Yeah. And every now and then they're like, okay, don't move your head too fast because that'll <laughs> fall off. Okay. Um yeah, because we got Wharf. Yep. Lieutenant Wharf. Right. Um we got Deanna Troy, who was some sort of empath as like a ship's counselor, which yeah. was very interesting and very new. Yeah, for sure. And even exploring, like think about that. Back in the mid 80s, exploring at least a little bit mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And, and, and the impact of coming across new like new civilizations, first contacts, dealing with the idea of not breaking the prime directive, or do you break the prime directive to try and save a planet? All those decisions that had to be made. And how long did that run for? Did that show? Because I feel like it went on forever. 94. 94. So seven seven years. years. Yeah. Seven years. And was it during the show's run? I don't remember. I genuinely don't remember, but I want to say it was during the show's run that we got the first Next Generation movie. I believe so. Um, I believe so. Like I start to lose track after after a totally. little while. Yeah, and I don't think we need to look every single thing up, but right, I'd yeah. be curious on this one. Um, so we and then it you know that ended and we rolled into the next show and the next show and the next show i mean we got you know deep space nine uh your background we got star trek voyager and captain janeway and man did trekkies start coming out of the woodwork yeah for we sure. got the borg which are terrifying which probably was the most terrifying space faring like civilization ever yeah, for sure. Their resistance is futile. Yeah. We had data whose constant search to understood understand so what it was like to be human. Generations, phenomenal. I think, was the first crossover movie yep. with the both of them. And that was 94. So right at the end of the I don't exactly know how it, you know, okay. Felt right. with so fell with they, the end of the show, but ended. same year. The show ends yeah. and we get the first movie. Yeah. So, and then we got a whole series of next generation movies, right? Yeah. And then the TV shows just seem to continue on for quite a while. Right. And I've got Deep Space Nine on my background because I liked that a lot. But I'll admit that one of my big, one of the big reasons I was interested in it was because of Avery Brooks, who had been in the 80s, who played the character Hawk on the uh, Spencer for Hire TV show, which was an adaptation of, um, it's become some of my favorite fiction books to read like a whole series of books about spencer and he's yeah. tre- tremendous he was just such a super cool character in hawk and then 
he brought a lot of that energy to Deep Space Nine. Hmm. But he also, yeah. I mean, obviously different characters. And right. and and Cisco had a lot of that. Let's be the let's be the calming presence in the room. He's kind of, I would say he was kind of a kind of a a, a blend of Kirk and Picard, right? He had a little okay. bit of the a little bit of the Picard thing where he could be the calming presence. He could be like, hey, let's be the diplomatic here. Like this is a space station. We've got to live together. But every once in a while, he'd pull out the, the Kirk the Kirk aspect and 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 have to get into a fight. Right, lay down a little whoop ass. Yeah. Um, I didn't get that much into Deep Space Nine. Like I caught episodes of it from time to time, um, you know. But it was, I think, at that stage for me, I had kind of almost gotten fatigued by Star Trek. Yeah. Right. And in and we talked about this a little bit the other day, right? It the cult following around Star Trek. And all the Trekkies and the stuff that started showing up in the news about people who were wearing their made at home Star Trek uniform to work <laughs> and saying, you know, people, people wear their uniforms to work. This is my uniform. And it's like, you know, that's make believe, right? It's not like, right. And, and yeah. people like lost their minds. And, and honestly, that there's like a, a little bit of a recoil when you see something like that because of the level of like obsessiveness that happened um and not saying like you know we don't all obsess on things like that but that one seemed to go far i will say one thing though and, and then i'll i see you got something to say i appreciated star trek voyager for having captain janeway the first like on-screen female star trek captain in a prominent role like that was again the diversity the desire to be like you know to push the boundaries and say this is a thing like right it took them a while which was kind of surprising to put a, a woman in a leadership role like that but i was glad when they finally did it because i thought it it made a lot of sense yeah a hundred percent i i never got huge into voyager i watched a few episodes here and there but it certainly was not a a weekly thing for me Right. But I just was kind of looking at the timeline of, okay, so Next Generation was running for seven years and, and ended in 94. In 93, uh, Deep Space Nine starts. In 95, Voyager starts. Yeah. Plus you had the movies. So it just was a lot. We were getting a lot of different Star Trek entities. Almost like now. Very much like now. And, you know, and maybe what we're describing about how we were a little fatigued on it is akin to what I hear people talking about with Marvel movie stuff. Like there's some folks that are just, they're just kind of done with all the Marvel movie things or just, it's so they're so over it, which I hear that. And I think, how could you possibly, I mean, I get that it's a thing, but I, I can't, I, I feel like, Oh, I can't imagine feeling that way just because they're, I'm so excited about all of them, but yeah, no. maybe I can't imagine it because it's sort of how I felt about Star Trek. I just sort of got a little overwhelmed and lost, lost interest it was just almost too much to keep up with yeah and I, I you know it's interesting you made that comparison to marvel movies and i think that you know hollywood and and entertainment industries when they catch fire with something right uh they just they just go and go and go until it 
stops paying the dividends. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so we got worn out, like to your point, we got worn out on Star Trek. Now, not everybody did clearly Star Trek has a massive following and you've got, again, like we've talked about Trekkies and they had Star Trek conventions and, you know, there were endless memes and jokes about people who attended Star Trek conventions but that really, I think, gave birth to, to cosplay. And, you know, there are a lot of people who, man, they do such an amazing job with their cosplay stuff. Insanely Holy. good. Yeah, just I levels mean, of detail that are just the, the amount of time and energy and money you'd have to spend to, to make such intricate right? costumes is well, bananas. And I always, I always think about uh, she's a super sweet girl who used to come to the gym, Gina. She mm -hmm. drove uh, a Jeep that had like that um, mystery machine wrap mm -hmm. around it. Yeah. Super sweet. She just recently got married, by the way. So congratulations, Gina. Aww, if you happen to listen Gina. to our podcast. Um, <laughs> she was avid, avid cosplayer and her stuff was amazing. Yeah. Like absolutely amazing. And, you know, it's, it's come a long way, but while we can kind of give that credit to it, it was still odd at the time that it was happening. I mean, we did start to see when we got like Phantom Menace, we, we started to see Star Wars cosplayers kind of come out, right? Wearing yeah. like Jedi robes to stand in line or, you know, stormtrooper uniforms, those kinds of things. Right. And or that, the, like the, the, what is it? The squadron of guys of people that dress up as stormtroopers and, like kind of go to children's hospitals or whatever, or that kind of thing. Yeah. There's a, there's a group called the, I want to say the official 501st yeah, and they do a lot right. of that charity work and yeah. stuff. Um, they're on Instagram. So definitely give them a follow because they do some really cool stuff. I just saw they were at like a, to your point, a children's hospital. Right. Um, so but now it feels like all that stuff, if not exactly mainstream, it's, it's much it's recognized, more recognized uh, and accepted much more. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of uh, all folded together, right. From right. Trekkies to start to star Wars, to superheroes, the Avengers, the, the full the, just go on yeah. and on and on Yeah, the football. Right. And I think that's where some of that started to, because a long time, you know, it was people like, I can't believe you dress up like captain Kirk on the weekend, you weirdo. And then you see that same person and their entire upper torso is painted black with an R on it. So they yeah. and their friends can spell Raiders in the stands with like right. pirate gear on. Right. And you're like, what don't you understand? Yeah, bro? exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and we talked so about that before too, how like sports yeah. gets a pass in the culture, but it's just as odd a subculture as. Right. But it, it's a parallel you know, to geek for, culture stuff. hundred percent. Right. hundred percent. Which is fine. It's fine. Do that. Do your thing. Yeah. Have a great time, man. Do yeah. your thing. Just don't look um, down at us for doing our thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Don't look down on us for doing our thing. So, so back to the movie. Like I've lost track of the the various movies. Endless, endless numbers of movies. Right. It, it, the one that sticks out. <laughs> I'm going to say it sticks out and then I'm going to ask a question about it. So maybe it doesn't stick out as much as I think. But wasn't the big interaction with the Borg on one of the movies? Yes. Yeah. There I mean, was, it was introduced there was. in the show, but then the, the one movie had it where they were the resistance. I, I don't think that. So <clears throat> it ran through the show, right? Um, and had its whole introduction and then several episodes through the show. And then it came back in a movie. 
Yeah. Um, and then there was a, a big movie on it, which was amazing. Again, I think the Borg is terrifying. Um, so, you know, it, that was, that was a big one. And then, and then it got, you know, there were a bunch of other movies and to the point of there's, there's a level of where you're just like, and I'm tired mm -hmm. of all the different Star Trek movies, right? They were churning them out one after the other, after the other. Um, and kind of like what Marvel's doing now, but Marvel has such a wide array of characters to choose from and put forth, right? Sure. I think part of the fatigue with Star Trek is it's the same crew. Over and over again. Movie. And is there is is there a Kevin Feige in the room? Like right. providing some sort of continuity yeah. and overall vision. And as far as I know, there's not. Right. Um, they're just kind of, you know, bringing in group after group being like, hey, you want to make a Star Trek movie? Um, so right then we got then we get a long no go ahead oh i was just gonna say and then we got a long break yeah well i at least a little while probably another eight or ten years something like that right? maybe not that long i don't know it's too yeah. much work to figure out but uh like when was the last next generation movie and then i know and then we got the reboot the chris pine reboot in 09 Oh, nine. It's been that long now. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, and I want to point out that the Chris Pine reboot was wonderful. Um, Chris Helmsworth is in that, by the way, if you don't remember. Doesn't he play his dad beginning. or something? Plays his dad. Plays his dad. Um oh it's such a good scene where he's like flying into the ship he's the only one piloting the ship that he's the captain of he's gotten the rest of his group off and he calls his wife and he's like tiberius no that's a terrible name let's name him after your dad let's name him jim right <laughs> and uh you need to watch that again i've not seen that in a while yeah it, it's a good it's a good movie and they and they i feel like it revitalized um star trek as yeah. a as a genre as a as a property yeah right so just to Every close the loop on this real quick the star trek nemesis looks like it was the last of the next generation movies and it came out in 02 so we had a seven year gap so seven year gap which was good because it yeah. gave you know a time to reset yeah get over the star trek fatigue yeah and then we got you know back to the beginning um <laughs> this is right where we got the job go back to the beginning and we got uh, a whole new whole new crew mm -hmm. right but the same characters just yeah. a whole bunch of new characters and man did they do a great job uh zachary pinto right i think is his quinto. name yeah quinto thank you yeah. pinto <laughs> whatever brain uh zachary quinto was awesome as spock and we even got Leonard Nimoy. I know that was that so good. Showed up and yeah. those two interacted. And Zachary Quinto is a is fantastic. It's like interesting. You know, he just <laughs> yeah. he really nailed the character. Yeah, he really did. Uh, and Simon Pegg was really good as Scotty. Simon Pegg, so good. And good for Simon Pegg being in that. I'm a huge Simon Pegg fan, by the way. Sure. Um, How can you not be? Right? 
uh Shaun of the Dead <laughs> it was a great movie hot fuzz like he's yeah. done he's just yeah. does some amazing stuff um we got Chris Pine um we got Zoe, Zoe Saldana. Saldana big surprise there right uh we talked about um we get Carl Urban Carl Urban right Carl Urban is McCoy and right for as as big of a guy as Carl Urban is He's a pretty good big guy, and the original McCoy was not a big dude. Uh, he does such a good job mm-hmm. as Bones, like such a good job. But they they all did, yeah, they all did a really great job in their roles. Um, and that that first movie relaunching everything, you know, we got some changes that happened, like Captain Pike didn't uh get horribly injured and disfigured and end up in a chair like he was still alive and and was mentoring kirk mm-hmm. right yeah and then we got con again with uh into the darkness that i believe right. was the yeah. second one and benedict cumberbatch comes in and plays an amazing con oh so good um and we so you know, they did a, a great job relaunching. We got Star Trek Beyond, which was the last one. And then after that, another really long break of Star Trek property. Because that Beyond came out when? <clears throat> Can I'm you looking, look? I'm looking. Meanwhile, did, I did not remember that Winona Ryder was in the Star Trek reboot. Yeah, she was Spock's mom. Okay. I had forgotten that. Yeah, she was Spock's mom. Star Trek Beyond was in 2016. Okay. So they were doing one every couple of years. So it was really not a break because 16 and then Star Trek Discovery started in 17. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Picard in 20. And Picard in 20. So now we're into new properties yeah um, and I, I will admit i have not seen any of the new properties i've not seen discovery i've not seen picard i've not seen um below decks lower decks lower decks lower decks and uh prodigy i haven't seen strange new world strange no. new world yeah so so john we thought we could uh you know pretend like i don't know anything <laughs> back to ghostbusters <laughs> pretend like i skipped that day at school <laughs> um well, tell me why bad thing yeah <laughs> why should i be watching that why should uh why should i spend my money on paramount plus and get those properties sell me on uh, if you can you know if you want fair, to. there's a lot to talk about i sum up um <laughs> it's too much let me say too much too much let me sum up. sum up uh so you know, I honestly, I'm going to be real honest. Like at first, I was a little hesitant to watch anything regarding Star Trek again um, because of the long history of Star Trek. And I was like, oh, they're just going to recycle stuff. It's going to be the same old thing. Like, you know, what have you. And I didn't watch start watching Discovery. Oh, and you know, what? we didn't um, even talk about the uh, whatever that Scott Bakula like. That's okay. Was. We're gonna move straight did, past it. Yeah, I that existed somewhere in there, and I never saw. A I think for like a season, maybe. I never I saw know. a minute. I don't think anybody really watched it. Um, so, you know, I Paramount Plus has been putting out some stuff. They they Halo is on there, um, and I think we watched 
1883, which is like the sequel to Yellowstone. So it had some shows on there that we were interested, Rachel and I being the, we were interested in watching. Yeah. Um, so we got it and we watched those and those kind of ended. And one night we just wanted something a little different and saw Star Trek Lower Decks. I was like, well, I wonder what this is, right? An animated Star Trek show. It doesn't seem like it's for kids. Let's just check it out. Yeah. And it was hilarious. It was hilarious. It's a funny animated Star Trek show uh, for adults. It is not for kids. I was, I was right. Um, and it explores, right, being like an ensign who isn't on the bridge, who isn't part of the command crew, right, yeah. trying to make their way through and make a name for themselves or not in the case of a couple of them on a starship, right, a Federation starship. Uh, and there's a lot of traditional Star Trek stuff in there, like the away missions and screwing things up and then causing incidents and like fighting and all that stuff. Right. And they even, they even poke fun at like Kirk and away missions, you know, that, that Kirk went on and they, they throw things back to how epic like Picard is. And mm. it's in a time frame where, um, William Riker is a commander in Starfleet or a captain in Starfleet and has his own ship and the whole nine. And everybody wants, there's one ensign who wants to be on Riker's ship. Okay. He gets to be on Riker's ship. And Riker is like very much like a, almost like Kirk, like we're going for it. We don't stand down for anything. And we're, and he like, this poor kid freaks out on Riker's <laughs> ship because it is always in the middle of like, horrible possible life ending situation <laughs> okay and the whole time Riker's just like you know what open fire <laughs> you know so it's it's now, funny and it's important got some good important info here does Riker still have the neck beard i can't remember but i believe okay so. um so and there's a couple of seasons Inquiring minds want to know john yeah and i could see how a like maybe a star trek purist right might not like the show hmm. i could see that okay right? but i think if you're because it's it's a little snark it's a little it's kind of tongue-in-cheek and making fun of itself a little bit 100 percent. yeah okay yeah. Ah, man 100%. we gotta be able to do that for our properties right but i mean it's there are people who are sure. solely bought in right yeah, we yeah, know yeah. the one the one downside to geek culture is also it's probably greatest asset and that it's its passion for the properties that it loves true right and it's that passion that keeps these things coming back over and over and over and over again and provides the the revenue for them to be able to do this and bring these characters to life and invent new characters but it's also the one that makes us assholes <laughs> right? like how right. dare yeah. you do that yeah how dare you have a female hulk yeah okay kids um <laughs> so you know i I get from a purist side why somebody is going to pitch a fit about it. Yeah. But man, from a pure entertainment side and just loving like to laugh and enjoying, you know, something different and something new with a, I want to say time honored property because it's been around since 1966 now. So we're talking how many years? 50 something years, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, 56 like years. Yeah. Yeah. 56, 56, right. 56 years. Yeah. Um, it's just great. 
it's great because it's different. And then you got Star Trek Prodigy, which is, I want to say more kid friendly, but not like little kid friendly. We're okay. going to say like teen age, right? Something yeah. you'd watch on Saturday morning to kind of unwind. And that's actually how we've watched it. It has a little bit more of an that's anime. Still a thing? People watch cartoons on Saturday morning? Rachel and I do. You bet. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. That's what we use our... Those were the best days as a kid, weren't they? All oh, Saturday right. morning cartoons. Oh. Nothing really to do. We need to do an episode on Saturday morning cartoons sometime. We should do an episode on Saturday morning cartoons. Um, so then after watching uh, some Prodigy and watching both seasons of Lower Decks in pretty short order, yeah. Rachel was gone. She's not a Star Trek person. She was gone. I, I don't think there was anything I hadn't seen of interest. And I was like, I'm going to watch an episode of Picard. I've heard um, good things. Immediately right out of the gate. Okay. I was like, this is really good. Like, he's such a good character and great actor. I mean, and he's really become an icon in kind of geek culture, right? Uh, playing. He has. You can tell he's getting a little older. Like, he honestly, he looked a little frail in uh, The Verse so of Madness. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, He's a very diminutive, like, man. Yeah. He's, he was never, like, big and imposing. That's true. Um, right? So yeah. it makes sense that he's looking a little little fragile. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he was born present. in, I looked it up, he was born in 40. So that makes him, like, 86. 86. Yeah, eight, well, I think a little less than that, but still 84 or something. It's 2022. Yeah. Okay. So he would be 82. Sorry. 82. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, was, I did my math wrong. Yeah. 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 Still, I did my so. math way wrong. <laughs> so he, Dave, can you tell everybody who he is for the masses that don't know? Patrick Stewart? Yes. Patrick Stewart. Yes. Uh, <laughs> tremendous actor. Um, obviously, Picard in all of these star trek properties uh Uh, x-men yeah professor professor x X in the in the x-men world and now in the marvel in officially in the mcu now yeah Um, so i'm sure he's done lots of other i'm sure he's like veteran of stage and screen like all that i'm sure he's done a billion stages stuff and and, you know he's but for for most of us geeks i think it's picard and xavier that yeah most as and um I mean, that just carries through. And we get to see new characters that he's like worked with. And it's the the premise of the first season is that all of the like androids, essentially. So like all the datas that mm-hmm. are within Federation suddenly like snap oh. and start killing people. Yikes. They go and a little so, Ultron, huh? Yeah, and so they they ban artificial life. They put a ban on the creation of and the existence of artificial life. There is um and there's a but Picard's like love for data, right, is strong and he he doesn't think that's right. Yeah. And so the circumstances lead to him going out to try and, you know, help someone that he believes is, is uh, somehow a relation of data came from data. Um, 
and we get exposed to the Borg again, but in a very different way. Like there's hmm. a Borg reclamation project that's happening. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's. Sounds pretty deep here. It is pretty deep and the character development is really strong and the action is fantastic. And I'm just in now in season two when Q comes back. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And so it's, a really great show. I mean, and Patrick Stewart's phenomenal. Everybody yeah. else in the show is is amazing. And I was like, all right, now has I'm curious because I want to go ahead. I was going to say, well, has there been a reappearance of uh, Jordy of uh, LeVar Burton? Not yet. Okay. But we did get, we did get uh, William Riker and Deanna Troy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there's a great scene in there with, with Riker. If you have, if you watch it, you'll know, cause it's in season one. Um, and when you get to it, you'll be like, yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> so then I, I, I start seeing advertisements for strange new world yeah, with which, Anson Mount. Yeah. Tell me about this. So is that, is, is that Spock or is it just another, is it just nope, another that's Spock? Okay. Cause it, it has that Spock. He has that Spock look. Yes. And that is, that is who he plays. And I don't know the actor's okay. name. I can't tell you the actor's oh. name, but um, Anson Mount plays Captain Pike and they're in command and he's in command of the enterprise. Um, and he has something happened on a planet and he foresaw his own death. Wow. Pike so did. this is set before the enterprise, like before the, sorry, before the Kirk time. Before the Kirk time, and, and but they reference Kirk. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, is the name of the actor playing Spock. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, Kirk's brother, we get introduced to Kirk's brother, is a lieutenant on the Enterprise. Hmm. Um, there is a tease out there that we're going to see James T. Uh, Kirk, but he would be much younger, just like a lieutenant or something like that. Yeah, And this is all about Strange New Worlds. They're making first contact oh, wow. with all these different places. Like they're just starting to really dive deep into the exploration of the galaxy. There is no prime directive. It's the first general order. And they haven't quite dictated like, hey, you don't mess with these planets. So... Anson Mount has a little bit of that early Kirk swagger to him at times. Okay. Right. But he's much deeper. I really like Anson Mount's characters as uh, Captain Pike because he has a little bit of that swagger to him. But at the same time, he's there's, there's almost like a little William Riker and a little bit of Picard in him. Okay. Right. He has this this love and understanding for his crew and he gets his crew together to have like dinners and he always insists that a new like ensign or somebody joins them so that he can get to know them. Um, and it's just, it's a really well done show from top to bottom. Hmm, that's really uh, interesting. In that's, a, that's a real world thing that we do, right? You have dinners with folks yeah. and to try to get to know them and uh, it's a great mm -hmm. way to extend community. Yeah, so... It's it's great show. And I just started watching Discovery and Discovery, it, I'm one episode in and it appears to explore kind of the, the beginning of the Klingon Federation war. Hmm. Um, 
So it'll be interesting to dive into that one. But you so know, right now there's currently like five different Star Trek shows. So it, it yeah, you've got Picard, you've got Lower Decks, Discovery, Prodigy. Those uh, Prodigy and Lower Decks are both animated, and now yeah. you've got Strange New Worlds. That's five um, different shows. That's a lot, man. Well, Picard is on like both seasons are fully on Paramount Plus. Okay, is Strange New Worlds is it a two seasons and done? I don't think so. I think it'll keep going. Wow. Um, and Strange New Worlds is the, the only one that's like brand new. Okay. Like this is its first season. Everything else is like a couple seasons at least yeah. in or a, a full season in. Um, and it is a lot and it seems like it would be, you know, cause fatigue, but they're also very different. Sounds um, like. And in very different timelines. Right. So it's, and the feel of each is, is incredibly different. So I, I think that, you know, kind of like the Marvel stuff mm-hmm. that we get on Disney plus, because if you think about it, we've got an insane number of Marvel That's shows on totally Disney true. plus, and we've started adding a ton of star wars shows yeah i think now what we're seeing is the understanding that people want nods to the other pieces right but they want originality as well sure yeah you know what i mean building entire universes and we keep using that word that like it's the marvel cinematic universe and the dc whatever whatever universe and you know, right. I, I haven't really heard that term be used with Star Wars or Star Trek, but we've got it. I mean, we're thinking in that manner. Yeah. Expanding the universe and telling new stories, which is great. It's cool. Yeah. Which is, which is awesome. Um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we don't run into, you know, the, the Trekkie situation where it gets, I don't know, almost weird. Um, I think we have a new runner for, people getting weird over a movie in avatar um right we've got the new avatar movie coming out what is it avatar the something of water and we'll go see it like so we can do a review on it but you know we talked about that yesterday or day before and um both of us kind of have that same feeling of like it'll probably make a ton of money right out of the gate for the first like couple weekends and i just i think that one's gonna probably not do as well as people think but there are a bunch of you know the first one came out and everybody was like losing their mind why can't yeah. we go live in this this amazing world with indigenous people and yeah yeah learn your u.s history kids <laughs> yeah we uh, we tried that and we we failed we were the we were the uh, we were the invaders on that one the colonizers on that one yeah, we were the miners so yeah 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 not didn't so work good. out you had your shot yeah no i don't know like that i can't say i'm excited for that i'll go see it as you say but i have zero expectations and i don't remember it's it was a a decade ago wasn't it yeah something like that and it was like i I don't remember i don't care i don't remember like what the the, the characters special effects were beautiful oh for sure a hundred percent looked amazing incredible on screen yeah I, i saw it a couple of times because my dad came to visit and we went and saw it and it, it was in 3d and right. Yeah. Back when we thought 3d was going to be the thing. Yeah. And, and then nobody really sort of, ever got it quite yeah, right. Right. It just sort of petered out. But that, that movie actually got pretty close. There was some it, cool yeah, stuff that did. happened in 3d with that one. Um, a couple of the Marvel movies came out in 3d and then they stopped doing that. It seems like, because 
they just my guess is is it raises the production cost exponentially and they were like whoa even if we make a billion dollars off of this movie because we decided to go 3d you know it costs us and people i don't know i think it just doesn't add enough to make it worth it no uh um no i will say the uh the the avatar themed rides at disney are really good yeah yeah we still, I have still got to go to the galaxy, like Star yeah. Wars Galaxy. Oh my gosh, I know we haven't been for years. We haven't been since that opened, so that would be nice. Yeah, I gotta go. Um, well, but that's I all far that's... afield of Star Trek. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. But Sorry, hey, folks, what did you like? What was your what was your entry point for Star Trek? Like, what uh... do you like Star Trek? Yeah, right. Is it still is it on your radar at all? Like, are you yeah. are you checking out these shows? Are you waiting for another movie? Is there you said you think there's uh, they're doing another Chris Pine led there yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Will you go see that? Have you liked it? No, I've got my buddy Dan has that Chris Pine reboot like in his top. I forget like maybe top ten movie. Like he all time. Good. Like he really really likes that movie. Like I don't know if I I don't know if I can put it quite that high, but it's good. I know I'd have to look at it and think. I'd have to look at. We should do it. What's our top ten? Ooh, that'd be fun yeah and hard (laughs) could be challenging yeah that could be a a long-winded conversation that'd be a first yeah right (laughs) i mean this one's only gone for over an hour yeah Um, (laughs) all right everybody so tell us what uh what star wars you like what uh what it what was star trek buddy star trek dang it sorry what's uh what's been a swing and miss for you in the star trek world uh what are you watching now yeah let us know what you think all right. Well, we appreciate you being on the journey with us. Check us out at coffeeandcapes.com. Love to uh, have you <laughs> check uh, check us out there. And I was going to do the whole like leave a review and follow us thing, but that's just so cheesy. I'm not doing that except that I just sort of. No, but you should like leave a review yeah. and follow us. Like yeah. if you've, if you've had our coffee, like drop a review in there for us, gang. We do appreciate it. We would like that very much. All right, everybody have a wonderful week and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.